With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're my love. You're my angel. You're the girl of my dreams. I'd like to thank you for waiting patiently.
Hey yo, stop the violence. I'm not for silence. Like God might be hearing me. Shots and sirens, cops and sirens, and constant firing. Can't get a job, I got robbed by hiring. But my luck, just the product of environment. The right to bear arms is a form of requirement. And tied two tears is a form of perspiring. And then by 30 is an early retirement. Yeah, I'm sick of hearses, I'm sick of having to deal with nurses. So I'm spitting verses about life and death because I'm sick of churches. I'm sick of caskets, I'm sick of baskets that's full of flowers. I'm sick of bastards that's taken for granted every hour. I'm sick of wakes and I'm sick of waiting for death. I'm sick of making excuses for myself to accept it all. Please increase the peace. Man, all these sins is playing. Pay attention when I'm spitting. Stop the violence. Too many moments of silence. We play a day with trying to destroy Goliath. Uh, A.K.A. the devil. On juice at every level. Every day we settle. And Whitley lit the ghetto. Divine calm. But take on the image of monsters. Call ourselves goons. Drive around with choppers. Gotta get back to the love. Man, can't nothing stop us. But ourselves not even jail. All them coppers. Demons in your head drive you crazy. Out here selling well and giving. Living life shady. Repping F you pay me. The drama that a day brings. Forget the frivolous. You hearing this? Nothing, nothing's insecure in this. It's a time to rally up, break the chains that's been tied to us. We rely on us, now we die because of us. No time for the mind and the grind to break free. Confined, give the mind and the rhyme. You can't make us hate me. This what it come to, this what you want to do. Put the ill karma out till it come to confront you. I might die for some things, but it won't be something. Like lying to myself that I run things. The dark side only got one king. And you ain't him no matter what you thinking. Don't believe me, show me your song while you don't still leave. Taking the cream is your motivation. You think you're the start of something. But what you really don't know, yourself the things that are all time low. Put your heat down, be cool and chill in the AC now. Stop the violence, I keep on stop the violence. We are one mind, connecting all people. Teach the young soldiers, the hood need heroes. Changing up the scene, we got enough villains. Robbing, stealing, extorting, killing. This generation has to raise up the conscience. Protect the innocent, the honest, the modest. So I don't want to say stop the violence, but I will say stop murdering over nonsense. Wars overseas, gang banging in our streets. We under siege, it's time for some peace. We plant the seeds, but we kill the bush before they trees. Wanna see my boy become a man? I'm begging, please. The violence is affecting us, not protecting us. The biggest form of disrespecting us and neglecting us. And you blaming on the music, well then play this. And see how many kids is gonna say this. And pray they graduate Woo! Ain't nothing cool about the streets But the body yeah. Your soul levitates It gets heavy No featherweight Let us pray for a better day Stop the violence For heaven's sake You know silence Is worse than the violence itself Hands that build a kingdom So deceiving and misleading Save striking the land Tragedy
block. Let's get our youth to practice a jump shot instead of a gunshot. I'm speaking to y'all. I ain't trying to lecture you. It's relevant and it's evident. Manifesto. They say we're too small to take down the giant. But this here's the slingshot that struck down Goliath. The old days are gone. It's time for a new approach. Black and black crimes are set up. They don't need a rope. UDF carries blunts and wine, but refuses to sell condoms. They're a part of the crime. Injustice is a monster. It's time that we ride. Put your index and middle fingers up in the sky. All I see is people decreasing with a ton of sense of action. I rhyme for a reason. Every day another family is grieving. We need to bond together, be our community speaking. Not for a day or for a season, but for a lifetime because the violence only weakens the neighborhood. So we need to put a piece in. Try to reverse the ugliness of what a, what, 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 what a piece is. Today there's a story about arms firing. The news on the news ain't too admiring. Finds itself in something more inspiring. Violence ain't the answer, just the cancer to society. You gotta make a way, it's time to be role models. Cause what you do, the next generation follows. Use your brain, I know your skull ain't that hollow. Play your clean lead and watch the people follow. And if you're choking on your pride, then you need to swallow. It's time to aim for the point, and I ain't talking hollow. Let's take the fingers off the trigger, throw the guns in the river, for they can't hardly find you like Waldo. Just listen to the song, yo. Revolutionary movement going bozo. With this neighborhood and that neighborhood, if we all work together, we can save the hood. Welcome. This is State of Urgency, National Action Network Youth Move Report with Mary Pat Hector. Um, at this moment, Mary Pat Hector is at the on her way to the um, International Youth Summit. So we're hoping she will call in or chime in. But until she does, today we are discussing her latest article, which was published yesterday in Global Grind. Dot com. Let them see their daddy. This is um, Mary Pat asks for young people to write in about how they feel about not being able to see their father. And um, and this is the article that she wrote. Um, she followed up on a particular story that one young woman wrote in. She states, I know this will push some buttons. And being 14, some women will say, I will understand when I get older why they kept a son or daughter from growing up with two parents. At 14, I often see my mother at two child care centers that she runs. The numbers of mothers that say, do not allow my baby daddy to pick them up this week because the father doesn't pay child support. Um, how awful is that? You're putting a price tag on peace and happiness. To those people, I say there is no amount of money that could come in between what God wants and what children need. I know there are fathers out there that want nothing to do with their children, but this blog is not about those fathers. So today we will be discussing 
about not, um, you know, parents or mothers who keep their children from seeing their fathers. So we would love to know what do you feel about that. What is your opinion? What is your viewpoint? Call in. The number is 646-716-7994. Again, the call-in number is 646-716-7994. We'd love to give a shout-out to our guests in the chat room. Peace, how you doing? Please feel welcome to, you know, share information in the chat room, share your information. Um, We started the show off listening to Daddy's Home which is an oldies and a classic piece. And then we went to the theme song for this show, which is Stop the Violence, the 2011 National Collaboration. So, again, if you like the call-in, we, we're waiting to hear from you. The call-in number is 646-716-7994. Again, that number is 646-716-7994 in the chat. And the chat room is open. Now we're going to come back in. Um, well, before we go, we're going, to, we're going to read up on Angie's story. So we get an idea of how the child feels. So Angie is a fictitious name that we're using for this moment. But Angie's 15. She lives in a nice six-bedroom house, attends private school, and on the outside you would never know the pain she feels. Um, My name is Angie. I'm 15. I'm glad you are doing this kind of a blog. Ever since I can remember, I have felt unsure of myself and have hated myself. I do not know why. My mother's a nurse and does the world for me. Just something is not right. I hate to go around my friends in my neighborhood. They all have dads, and I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I'm not good enough. So many times I would ask my mother about my dad, and she would tell me how much we did not need a man. Then she would change the subject. I would ask, could I contact him? And she would really get mad and tell me he did not pay child support, so I did not need to contact him. Mary, this made me hate men, but want love from them. I started doing men old enough to be my dad when I was 13. Some I lied to about my age, some I did not. When I did, they would tell me how beautiful I was and how and how they would be there for me. The things I would do to them and for them to make um the things I do to them and for them made me feel cheap. They never stayed around long and that made me feel even worse about myself. I thought there was something about me that made men not want to love me. I have had four abortions and five STDs. I just wanted to be hugged, not by just any man, but my dad. I know I was doing things that could have killed me. So I see a counselor now, and I'm working on me. But if I can help one mother understand how very much Every kid needs their dad. I would scream it from the tallest building. Thank you for letting me share my story. So this is Angie's story. And we're talking about the impact that it has on a a child 
is not allowed to see their father. And when you don't, you know, do full reveal, like if it's for some reason not safe, if they were abused or something, there was one thing, but you still need to be totally honest with your child about what the issues are. And I know a lot of times we have different problems with our mates, but we should make sure that the problems that we have with the mate, we're not allowing them to impact the child. Even if the father disappoints the child, allow the child to have the opportunity to find that out for themselves. And they will understand for themselves and work that out with them and their father. But if we as adults get in between that, then we, we're we not getting them a chance to find out for themselves. And a lot of times many of us do not have or did not have perfect relationships with our father, but we at least we had a father. So it may not have been the best relationship, but if you had the ability to accept them for who they are, you still have a father and you have some relationship. And it feels so much better than being a person that walks around the earth without a father because everybody else has a father. So I'd just love to hear you chime in. Again, the call-in number is 646-716-7994. Again, the number is 646-716-7994. Please chime in. I see we have, hopefully that is Tony Nix, Anthony Nix, from Enough is Enough, Save Our Children. I would love to hear your input on this, Tony. If Anthony, if you could call in. And, um, you know, if you have any comments and you want to put in the chat room, please do. Just share them and we'll continue this discussion. In the meantime, while we're waiting for this, um, we're going to go, we're going to play this piece by Jessica Red called Tell Her She's a Queen. She look unbelievable, downright unforgettable, just incredible. incredible. Ask her what's going on inside of her soul. Ask her what she want to be when she, she grow up. up. She told me Beyonce hey. because she seemed to get the cash, cash that, that way. way. By shaking her sash cash that, that way. way, the faster way. way. She just had a baby two months ago. And she wishes it could be so simple. Hey. Stretch marks of depression, mark of self-esteem. Once a beauty queen relying on Maybelline. Oh, well, on your machine, she wears tight jeans. Get some see-through shirts to, to boost her self-esteem. Gain attention from wandering eyes. Using her thighs to gain acceptance. Using her thighs to gain acceptance. Using her thick, beautiful black thighs to gain acceptance. Like it's cool to be addicted to erections. And not to mention she's no longer using protection. protection. She is a falling star in a universe of low expectations. Wouldn't it be dead before the age of 18? Hoping death is the answer to all things and all the frustrations. She is an award miseducation. 200 years of Willie Lynch. A single-parent home. A Psychiatrist that prescribes Ritalin because the mother had a drug addiction, 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 addiction. 200 years of self-hatred, throwing on weaves and makeup. She looked 40 in the face, the breast, the waist. But, but she, she really 15 rocking contacts that's green. A see-through shirt Ooh. and some tight, tight jeans. Literally wearing a self-esteem on her sleeves. And she can't wait for Christmas Eve. So, so she, she can, can receive, receive the fine things in life like a new trend in fashion. fashion. She ain't got to open them up. Her physical do the brag. And you know the way she walk and the way she talk and the way she get hawked by those guys who double park. Just to pump up her ego while she walking in passion. Pink, 
Come here, come here. Cause she looks 5'11 in heels, but she really 5'7 for real. Selling nickel bags of weed for offer to pay for that cell phone bill. And the bite like 30, but the mind is like 9. Soul is dirty, so becoming spiritual is darn near impossible. While the mother is in front of a corner store, acting like a well-known whore. Father's inside of a jail cell, rearranging his religious beliefs. Trying to find Jesus in between the lines of the Quran. Searching for a reason, searching for a meaning, cause only God can stop the bleeding. So what do you tell the future when they do not know they pass? When they worship white presidents on cold, hard cash? I mean, would they really worship Malcolm X if he was on a $5 bill? Or would Martin Luther King control the oil you spill? I have a dream. I have a dream. So what do you tell the future? Tell that she is love. She is persistence, perseverance, determination, desire, strength, respect. Cradle of the civilization that held all of us together. Birthed by mothers that mothers like, mothers like Queen and Zenga, Harriet Tubman, Mary McLeod Bethune, Betsy Shabazz. Birthing nations of a Marcus Garvey, of a Malcolm X, of a Martin Luther King, of a Fred Hampton. She is not... Little Kim, Kim, she is not Foxy, Foxy Brown, Brown, she is not no, Trina, no, no. but most importantly, so tell her that she is a queen that is now free, free, free. That was Tell Her She's a Queen by Just Greg. He is a um, poet as well as the um, director for the Philly Youth Poetry Movement, the PYMP, which is an award-winning poetry youth movement. And they are right now fundraising to go to Brave New Voices in July. Last year they won the international competition and they're on their way again to compete. And um, that was just Greg. wrote that a while ago. But um, that's just a reminder um, to make sure to let us know that we need to speak into our young girls what they need. And... um, you know, to be mindful sometimes why they may be dressed very alluring and provocatively a lot of times. And as you just see from the letter we just read from the young woman, Angie, that they're looking for other things. They're looking for attention and they're they're um, trying to find it in the wrong ways. And we need to let them know who they are, how powerful they are. And it's so important, you know, everybody's born with a mother and a father. And um, no matter how bad, you know, it's just really weird when you don't have an idea of who your father is. I know um had a sister-in-law who had a son, and um, to this day, he's grown He's in his mid-20s. Um, but I still don't know if she ever actually told him who the, her, the father was. I mean, her and the father weren't together. She got pregnant, and before, when she realized she was pregnant, he wasn't even in the state. But he still had extended family, and extended family would come to her and ask her, could they see him? And I don't know. She just swore, swore that they were going to reject him. And all of these preconceived notions she had in her head, and she kept him from having a father, and he felt so awkward, you know. He wanted um, his uncle, my husband, to be his father, and he would ask us. And we actually did know, but we didn't want to usurp the mother's authority. 
And, um, you know, she never, you know, at least while he was a, a child, she never did let him know who his father was and allowed um, the family that wanted to get to know him to get to know him. They 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 knew he existed. They wanted to see him. They wanted to connect. They reached out, and she just would not. And the thing about it, she never had a real discussion with the father because he was gone before um, she even found out she was pregnant. So um, these are issues that the mother may have with the father, but they. Put put it on a child, and it truly, truly impacts them. So again, we would love to hear your input on this. Um, again, shout out to everyone in the um, chat room. And hi, Naima. We got Naima Bashir. And um, Tony says, "Of enough is enough. Save our children." And you can find a group on um, Facebook. That's enough. Is enough save our children? If you could take a moment, Anthony, and put in um, a, a link to the website. He states children becomes the collateral damage of bitter mothers and fathers. And he says, "Good evening, great show. Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, great sir." And okay, Naima says she has a bad echo. I wonder if anyone else is hearing an echo. I'm not hearing an echo. Are you getting an echo, Tony? If you could let me know, anyone else in the chat room, if you're getting an echo, please let me know. And so, um, and that's the truth. Um, Our young people become collateral damage. And from the um, issues that the mothers and fathers have. But you really need to make a decision. Now, there are times when children do not need to connect with mothers and fathers because they're not doing well. But, um, okay. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't even know who they are. Sometimes you, you, and, and you have to be for, you know, you tell a child what they need to know and you tell it to them on their age level. But it's so much better to be open and candid with a child. It just, you know, it makes sense. It keeps them from making up things in their head as a child. And um, because there has to be an answer because, again, everyone has a mother and father. So you have to explain to them, you know, that you do have this mother. I, I raised grandchildren whose mother happened to have been on drugs. And there were times that no, one, she wasn't around. And there are times when she wasn't around, she was, was not in condition to interact. And we couldn't allow it. But they did know who their mother was. You know, they knew who she was. They knew that she was their pop-pop's daughter. And, they, we, and, you know, as far as they knew, she was sick. She had a problem. And because of her problem, she couldn't interact. And that, you know, we just would pray that she got better. And when she would present herself correctly, we would allow her, you know, you know, to come around and interact within our guidelines. So, you know, and not that, I mean, it was still damage from that, but 
they did know that they had a mother and they had the opportunity to love her for who she was. So, you know, as they got older, they realized, okay, our mother wasn't perfect. Um, and maybe she didn't take care of us, but at least she didn't um, leave us somewhere or take us out on the street with us. her, you know. They could at least see the other side that she left us where she knew we would be safe and we would be raised well and with people that she trusted would do the best. So, um, you know, there are different ways that, you know, they have an opportunity to look at it. But if we just told them that they didn't have a parent, you know, they, you know, you didn't have a mother, your mother don't exist, and they didn't have, a, you know, pictures to look at, ways to connect, other family members to connect, that would really, really have been hard. So um, does, does anyone else out there have any stories? All righty, we have a caller from the 347. You are on the line. Good evening. How you doing? This is Tony from Enough is Enough. Save our children. Good evening, good sir. How are you? Oh, great show. Oh, good. Uh, listen, I'm good. I'm great. Hold on a second. <laughs> yes, I'm great. Um, this is a real important topic. Very important. You know, um, I was listening to the, the the young woman who spoke uh, moments ago, and. Um, you know, what I got out of it was she was um, looking for love in all the wrong places, you know, behind coming out of a home that she got some bad info from, you know. And, I, you know, growing up as a kid, I got that same kind of bad info about my dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I became very angry, you know, um, not just at him, but I was angry at both my parents. Let me say that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it 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 wasn't good after that. You know, it led me into a lot of people, places, and things, and only through God's grace and mercy did I come through it and come out of it, you know. Today, you know, we have a lot of single mothers holding it down. Um, they have more than one children. They have several. And um, sometimes that, that, that pressure, you know, you ever heard this expression, you know, pressure bust pipes? And if your children, you know, you're getting down for your children, you're doing everything you can to provide, and they're constantly talking about daddy, you know, unintentionally maybe one day you may say something that could do damage, you know. Um, and then you have those who, who just don't have any discrepancy about it. You know, they'll talk about the father in a very, very negative way. And what they may be saying may be true, but I believe in let the child find that out later on in life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, our children today are very smart. They're very smart. And they see things, they understand things, and there's not you don't have to give them, what do I, you don't have to give them the negative picture. Yes, some of the questions get hard to answer because I got a six-year-old and I, I have to answer some questions sometimes. And... You know, there are a lot of easy answers, but sometimes the questions are a little uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. still, in all, I realize I got to protect the child and yeah. how the child feels and what the child believes. So I'm not saying lie to your child, you know, but learn how to, you know, the answer you give, it doesn't have to be that in-depth. You know, yeah. well, why yeah. does it? 
why doesn't daddy live here? Oh, because daddy lives in his own house, you know? Yeah, yeah. You sometimes know, simple feel, stuff like that, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes I think people need support in even having those conversations because I think sometimes they don't know. And I had the same thing with my mom. Mama, I didn't know. I was nine before I found out who my real father was. I was nine years mm. old, and because my um, mother and father had fallen out, he denied me in court. And then after he denied me in court, then he wanted to come back and try to see me. And of course, she was pissed, and she like, "No, you gonna deny her in court? No, you can't see her." Mm. And he get finding ways and sneaky till one day, like when I was nine, because my mom had been married. Again, she married. Well, she had married my father, but she got married later. And of course, right. the person she was married, I just assumed was my father. Mm-hmm. And then um, they divorced, and I'm not sure if I thought somebody in between that divorce until I found out. I'm not sure. And I just think the man she was married to that I remember. I just thought he was my father until um, I think it was like nine, and um, my mother and I were coming in from New York. And this man came up to my mom, was talking, and he had a girl with him my age. And she had to go to the bathroom, so we went to the bathroom together. And then while we were in the bathroom, she told me that she was my sister and the man was my father. So my father had my sister. And my sister was only three weeks older than me, and she had another mother. And they find out, yeah, you know, that my dad was married to her mother, and he was having an affair with my mother. My mother didn't know. And it all came out with because her best friend, where they all worked together where she met my dad. My dad used to come into a restaurant, and my mother was a waitress. And her and what she thought at that time was her best friend was a waitress. And she the one who introduced my mother to my father. When she, my mother went out on maternity leave, he started messing with her. That's how it all came out. And she knew his wife, and she introduced him to my mother. <laughs> Wow. And she did all, I think she was trying to, like, be his friend, I guess, to eventually had a relationship. But, you know, it came out to a head. My mother did a throw-down fight with the woman. and Jesus. um oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh. so oh. even, and, and her kids tell me, I mean, to today, and they're they're older than me, and they tell me with such fear how they felt watching my mother fight their mother. Wow. And, you know, it was just so much stuff came out of it. But um, my mom did, as my dad told me that, I, of course, I asked her to see my father, and she told me. Now, she didn't give me all the gory details. She just said, she said my father did not. She got mad, and she wouldn't let him see me. But he is my father, and she told me a little bit about him. And she right. started letting him come around and pick me up. Now, he would right. disappoint me. He wouldn't come every time. My wow. dad was off the chain. I mean, yeah, I can relate non- to that disappointment. I can relate you to know. that. Yeah, my dad, you know, I look back, my dad was off the chain. When we was nine, he used to grow weed in, in his backyard. And if we, if I wanted to, I could smoke weed at nine. Oh, and my God. stepsisters and them, they, you know, are real angry at, my dad has passed on. And my, and my, their mom, my stepmom is still here. But they were really angry at them for allowing that. You know, because some of them, they wound up with problems with drugs. Of course, it affected them, and they were angry at that. But, you know, I came out, my dad, my stepmom is in the root in and all. And because my stepmom had issues with my mom, she, she acts like my mom is heaven. Like, everything's great when she sees my mom. And I realized she didn't do it outwardly, but she 
worked against me and my father's relationship the whole time. Right. And the thing was grown before I was actually stuck. I left her alone basically after my father passed, and then my sister wound up passing. But I, that's when I really realized that because they used to say things I didn't think they were real, and my sister would have to disseminate, you know, information. Right. And my mom mm. told me because they were they're from like Geechee Land down south. And my mom's from down south. That's why her and the woman were, you know, such good friends because they were both from down South Carolina. And she said right. they believe in rooting. And I didn't really fully understand. Uh-oh. My sister broke it down. <laughs> but she used to say I left chicken feet. When I would leave the house, she said I left mm. a chicken foot and all of these things. My dad said one time I wish bad things on them and, you know, because he got trouble at his job. But that's because they used to get high. And one time well, my dad went to take us home. And he was taking me and my sister home and got mad because the man would let him put gas in a glass container. And he pulled out a gun because he was security. And I had to, like, put my dad in the car. All this crazy stuff. And I got blamed for it. I used hmm. to just think it was crazy. But still, in all that madness, I remember great times hanging out over there. Because I had stepbrothers and sisters. I was the only child. Me and my sister were the only child with children with our mother. So when we got to go over there at our dad's, we had another um, three or four, you know, uh, we had one brother and another um, two sisters. So we had a nice big family. So right. it was fun, you know, when your only child was fun, we went places, we did things. Sometimes, you know, he didn't come through, and he would say crazy things. And luckily, I didn't even understand what it was half the time. I just couldn't understand why my dad was weird, and it made us awkward. But he still came out to my wedding. We, you know, still went over there. My stepmom, she's a good chef. You know, she used to cook and make special things. I can still say I had those memories, and I still had times with my dad. You know, I tell my mom, talking about how crazy my grandson, I said, Dad used to drive the same way, only my dad didn't. He, I'm blind like him, and he couldn't see. He'd be all up on the wheel, just zooming down Mm. the highway. (laughs) But that was my dad. But if I would never have that discussion to have, you know, my dad didn't have to be perfect. And I got older and realized, you know, okay. I I didn't have a perfect life. I'm not going to have a perfect mom and dad relationship or, you know, I'm not going to have a perfect relationship with my dad. And maybe he could have did this better. Yeah, he should have did that. He should have did that. But that was my dad. And, you know, you learn to accept him for who he is, for what he is, and you take that with you. And that's what you have. And and kids will do it. Mm -hmm. That's not easy for the kids of today. You know, it's really not as easy as you make it sound. You know, there's a lot of damaged children out there. Oh, it's not bitter. easy. You know, it's not no, easy. No, it's not. Like you said, you, you go through kids. stuff, you but you do kids. at least later on appreciate that. That's just what I think. You later right, I, mean, I understand. Yeah, like I said, I, at I, the you time. Grew through it. I yeah, hear that. Yeah. You grew mm-hmm. through it. But today, you know, the mothers, they're angry. The fathers are angry. You know, Stuff mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, going to court. You know, the guy might might be paying for his child support, and the and the mother still won't let the you know father see the child, and the father is not exercising his rights through the system mm-hmm. to see the child because fathers have rights. 
and they're not yeah. executing them because they're too busy listening to their homeboy who don't know what he's talking about. Okay, yeah. fathers have rights. Good fathers, bad fathers, they all have rights. Unless you have a record of abuse or, ne- or neglect or something of that nature, even with that, you can get supervised visits. Visits, yeah. A lot, yeah. a lot of men don't know their rights, and a lot of women know that men don't know their rights, or men believe that the system is on the woman's side and the system is on the money side. Trust me on that. And then the other issue I found, too, because I had this, because my stepdaughter, she was the one leaving my grandchildren, and I used to push the father for the two youngest ones to try to tell them, save your receipts. You know, you're out here, you're doing all of this, they're going to come back after you. And they did. And, of course, he didn't save his receipts. We tried to do it. But his problem was, her problem, she was chasing drugs. His problem is, he was chasing her. So sometimes it it could work either the the men or the women, or they get so much into each other that they're forgetting about the children. They're so caught up in their relationship. Exactly. That's what I was saying. And they're saying. trying to get the back at one damage. another. Mm-hmm. The, the collateral damage. And I'm going to say this, and, and then i got to go. Um, you know, children don't ask to come here. Like, like none of us ask to come here. Okay? They're gifts from God. Okay? Our children today are being set up by society. And what goes on in the home plays a real big, uh, important um, part. If a kid is coming out of a home where there's a lot of bitterness between mom and dad, okay, that kid is taking it to school or what have you, wherever they're going. Okay, a kid will see another kid with his father or her father and, you know, well, why can't I be with my dad, you know? Go home, talk to the mother about it, who's real bitter. Don't come to me with that. I don't want to discuss it. I take care of you, X, Y, Z. Parental skills need to be upgraded, and a lot of folks are walking around in the blind, and they're not taking advantage of improving their parental skills. Because with me being a single dad and raising a a six-year-old, trust me, I have to go to those who had more experience than me to find mm-hmm. out how to do certain things. That's all it takes is to ask. Don't let mm-hmm. your pride and your ego and your image get you down because it's not about you. It's about your child. Listen, yes. I got to go. But, yes, um, sir. You keep doing what you're doing, all right? I will be supporting you in the future. Again, those that are listening, my name is Tony V. Nix. I'm the founder and president of Enough is Enough, Save Our Children. You can find us on Facebook, or you can go to enoughisenoughsaveourchildren.org. And as I always say, the sooner we start to practice no violence, the sooner we will know peace. That's K-N-O-W, deuces. You have a blessed night. You too. Thank you so much, Tony. Anytime. Peace. Peace. Okay. We just got um, finished hearing it from a different perspective. So that's like all ages. We're like all different ages. I think Tony's older than I am, and I'm not a young woman. And we heard a story from a 14-year-old. So it doesn't seem to matter what age and generation you are. 
um, some unfortunately some of the habits are the same and the damage is the same. Hey, you know, that's twice Tony said he had a lot of anger. The young girl said she had a lot of anger toward men. And so what happens is, um, you know, you know, this is, you know, the collateral damage that happens because, you know, we don't share. And it's, you know, it's not that hard. You know, it really isn't that hard. And when you do talk about the parents, when you have discussions, you make sure that you're not having that discussion around the children. That's a big mistake many of us make. You know, um, you just don't, you know, have certain discussions around the children. Allow them, again, to make up the decision on their own. So we have another caller calling in with Naima Bashir. He has her son calling in. And now we're going to hear this from a youth's perspective. We're going to get a young person's perspective. Hello. Call from 267. Hi, Naima. How you doing? I'm good. Okay, I'm doing good. Introduce yourself again, honey. I spoke on top of you. My name is Shameen Bashir, and I'm 11 years old. Okay. So how do you feel about this topic? What's your opinion? Well, I think that, like, what I know and, like, what my family told me, it's not the children's fault. And that, like, the, like, you know, the parent who did that to you, it they're missing out because... Like, it's not your fault, and I think that, that they're missing out because they need to be with their child. And I think that no one should have to go through what I've been through. Okay. So what have you been through, sir? Well, at a young age, my dad, he left me, and I've been, from, I've been with my mom ever since. Okay. So do you get to ever see your dad, or does he ever come around? Does he ever call you? Well, he he doesn't. He never usually calls me. I usually call him, and okay. he doesn't pick up the phone. But I have seen him like a while ago, but I haven't seen him since. Okay. I don't know what is that. And how does it make you feel? It makes me feel. Like sad because every time I go to school, I see um all the other kids with their mom and dad, and that makes me feel kind of sad because I can't I can't be with my mom and dad, and that my dad doing something crazy, something he's not supposed to do. My mom is my mom is trying, so it just makes me feel sad because. I can't see my dad how other people can see their dad. Okay. Well, you know, just know that sometimes, even though people are adults, doesn't mean they're always in their right mind. But, you know, sometimes they do learn later on and they change. So, you know, maybe, you know, he may change, he might get better. In the meantime, Uh enjoy your mom. 
and enjoy your family that you do have. And if you have any role models, you know, look at them. Do you have any um, cousins or anything on your dad's side of the family? Um, no. Okay. All right. Well, it can't get better. So, um... But you do know that, you know, you have your mom, and like you said, your dad's missing out. Maybe he'll wake up one day and realize it. <laughs> but there are opportunities if you, you know, find mentors or other family members, you know, and enjoy them. They have, you know, they, you know, you can hang out with other, you know, men in your family or and different mentors and all that your mom might approve, you know. You know, take advantage mm-hmm. of that. So, you know, we have okay. all kind of relationships and all kind of families we have. But mm-hmm. I thank you so much for being so bold to share that with us. Thank you thank so you. much, sir. <laughs> all righty. So, um, did you hear our Stop the Violence song? Huh? Did you hear our Stop the Violence song? Oh, uh, no, I didn't hear it. You didn't hear that? Well, I'm going to play, get ready now. I'm going to take a break and play something for you. And then we're going to come back. And um, there's a piece we got called here, Fatherless Child. And this is done by me and Mrs. Betty's son. He's right here in Philadelphia, and, um, over in North Philadelphia. And this is a, um, a poem that he did. So I'm going to play this. Okay. So and this one's for uh-huh. you. All right. Okay. Like every other kid in the hood Last time this boy cried When he woke up one morning Realized he was a fatherless child Daddy never there Showed him no love Learned to emulate thugs Bust slugs with the intent to kill Ran these streets Hide in the cable bill Paranoid cause these streets Are stressing him His model Ain't nobody getting the best of him Round these parts Drug wars make the guns spark Triggers ain't got no heart Women are hoes Kids in the way God That's just the word in the Bible They pray for death on their rivals Out here Nobody cares You can smell genocide in the air From the corners The kids gave birth to crackers and chicken heads They were misled by some father's old heads They learned to cop reek Work off the reekers They went to war with the dreads Better off dead, it was this old lady said she spoke truth to power. His darkest hour, they closed his casket at 19. Rest in peace, t-shirts, laced his whole team. His mother crying, dressed in black, searched the church, fucked the back. Even on this day, a daddy lacks. You're a self-exiled monarch from your Catholic home. Making you a king without a throne. Making your son a prince without a crown. Look at him now, he lived and died a fatherless child. And this must be supported karma. Like Sonia Sanchez being my father's baby mama. So you see my dad, thank you for me. But give me this gift indirectly. Top five, dead alive, wordsmith, and hip-hop, R&B, or poetry. So you think you will outright me, forget it. And you can take that to heart like God said. Maybe when I'm going, to give me credit. But right now, 
I'm that boy you want that boy. I'm like Lakes and Hughes on steroids. Alonzo and shot my little girl, little boy. Better father than my daddy ever was. And pulled you to drug every day. Be taking it in the head and blowing the bag. And sleeping out my soul to you. Sit next to me, might catch a contact. But I wish for it to be now. So I could dive in face first. Put my mouth where she did first. Grab my hair, slap on the backside and ask her, whose poetry is this? She says it's yours, daddy. And nine months later, she'll make me happy. Give me two miracles. I mean one wordplay to other lyrical. Just so I can walk up to the people and say, did you see my lyrical wordplay? Never had a daddy, but I always had poetry. So I gotta thank God for giving me this literary style. And maybe this makes us even. For me growing up, a fatherless child. Okay, that was Fatherless Child. That was by Mrs. Betty's son, a.k.a. Shice. And this was a young oh. man that um, grew up without his dad around, and he used, you know, poetry a lot to work with, you know, his, you know, some of his issues out. And he was grown. I mean, since I've known him, and I think within the past five years, to he, you know, actually resolved his relationship with his father. But in the meantime, he looked to different things, you know. You know, he looked at poetry as being his father and the different people and, you know, poetry and different things. You know, he took guidance from other sources and all. So, um, you know, that's the ability, you know, that we have to do, you know, to create situations. And... um so, but at the time he did this piece, he still hadn't resolved his, you know, he hadn't, you know, started having a relationship with his dad. So it was just like within the past five years that he actually had that. So, you know, which means, you know, it can still come. But, you know, there are just different things. But that just, you know, he's just sharing from a young man's standpoint of view, you know, as as a boy and as a man. So what did you think about that piece? Well, I thought the song was very nice. I could, I could relate to, like how he, like, like he felt to how I felt, along with like the lyrics and stuff. I liked it. I really liked it. (laughs) That's great. I tell you, you are one articulate person. I tell you, man. I tell you, I can just your mom. Your mom is a real dynamic woman, so you're probably even five times more dynamic than she. You just probably super <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you are well spoken and everything. That's great. Well, we got like five minutes left. So, is there anything you want to say as a closing statement? Because we're going to let you close out, and then we're going to play a couple more songs and, and close the show out. Well, um, I have to say the statement for the people who've been through the same thing that I've been through. Like, it's not the child's fault at all. The the child is hundred percent innocent. It's not their fault that their parent left left them, and the parents they can feel bad about leaving their kid, but the 
But for the kids, anything happens for a reason. So something might be bad in the beginning, but at the end, everything should go out fine. It should be good. Alrighty, that sounds really great. Well, that's real good advice. I tell you, you are one articulate young man. I'm going to um, pass something on to your mom, and it's conversations um, between dads, and it's supposed to be with girls and all, but it's still good for guys to hear too. So there are men and women speaking, and it's also, Mm -hmm. you know, for young people. So I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to send it, and I may have done it, but I'll send it with a note to your mom again on Facebook. I think it happens on the 29th. It's a discussion about self-respect and, and, and sex and self-respect in this age of reality TV, how reality TV can kind of impact the minds of our young people and some of our older people. But we kind of want to show you that reality TV really isn't reality. It's all scripted. And how, you know, just because they act like that on TV doesn't mean you really, really should act like that. So what we're going to do, we're going to close out on, I think we're going to close out on, let me see, let me see. Well, for the girls, we're going to do um, Shiro. And then we're going to do um, – we're going to try um, – we're going to do Move the Crowd, and then we're going to roll out on Shiro for the girls. But we're going to do Move the Crowd, and this is about people listening. Sometimes this talks about, you know, people get so caught up in what's going on in their lives that they can't really hear what's being said. So there's Move the Crowd, which is Mrs. Betty's son, and then we're going to roll to Shiro by Mahogany. And this is Master Griot Radio, and we speak for you. Peace and love. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before I bring out your feature, hold up. I, I need everybody's attention real quick. Up top, up top, up top, to look. I know y'all, y'all, y'all get nice at the bar. Y'all bellies is full, and I appreciate that energy because we need that love in here. But real quick, my man got something to say. He want to take the stage, but I need, I need y'all to, um, I need all eyes up here. I, I need, I need focus. You know what I mean, if y'all could please, you know I mean, take the cafeteria lunchroom school shit and um, break it down to a church sermon, like just for, for five minutes. My man got something he want to say to y'all. Hey, Shice, come on, man. Hope you can uh, calm him down. How can I move the crowd? It's a question I ask myself every day, new week beginning, the world still spinning in a social decline. Got so many thoughts on my mind, can't wait to get to the venue and share some issues. And I arrive and realize nobody cares about the poet's tears, ideas, hope, aspirations, and fears. See, he came for the ladies and she came for the drinks. And my mind starts to sink into a situation of deep dread, thoughts pounding in my head. When I'm called to the stage and I breathe. Read excerpts from the book of my life. Stand on stage, I turn the page, I realize I'm talking to a crowd of closed minds and dead eyes. Just wanted to share the art, but the words get sacrificed upon the cross. Because my sisters are dealing with her own pain. Another broken relationship thought that man would be the one. And street violence took somebody else's son. And as a daughter home pregnant at 14 in the hood, got a way of crushing all our dreams. Got a father upstate, a mother with a drug habit, you just can't shake it. I want to speak to the crowd about the African child soldier in the Congo with the AKs. But right here, we 
got juvenile gangsters stuck in their ways. You could give it to me. And I put it all in my book of poems to make a burnt offering to the mantle. Because if a life is in shambles, trust me, ain't nothing you can't handle. But oh my God, it's hard. But tonight, we're going to turn this open mic into the afterlife. Here and now, it's heaven on earth. And it's going to get beautiful like a black baby's bird. Can't grip walk when I talk. Get low when I spit fire. Spoken word, good deacon. Need you to hum along with the choir. This is street like salvation. Up ye mighty nation. Off the plantation. I'm so real. I'm drinking 40 ounces of liquid freedom while weak minds work the field and African blood still spills from the masses bullwhip. But he gonna have to slow down, I'll carry a full clip. How could I move the crowd? It's a sign on the door, no niggas allowed. I only came to build with the gods, head to the sky. Shice is your big brother, you can call on me. It's Satan on your back, trust me. I'm knocking out all bullies, the devil ain't got nothing for me. I'm more powerful than a Negro spiritual. African legacy just rolls off my tongue like drums. Poetic rhythms of hip hop break beats when I speak. To the gods. Peace. This is Dan Lafayanowski of WBHPGD. This just been. There have been reports of a new super hero. Multiple sightings have been called in. Oh my! She has just landed on the White House lawn. Time to fly, let's get out of here. Time to ride, let's go, you'll feel it. Let's go. Oh, let's go. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. You're a hero. She's a hero. Yeah. Purpose in my eyes. Pride in my sight. A plan in myself. Secrets a lot make hell. Never come cheap, not afraid to cry. Against all odds, I will defy. Get the gun and I don't know how Save the day and I'll take a ball When no cake but sure can fly I'm the truth and I'll tell you why Uncle Sam ain't on my team I don't sleep but I sure do dream Dreaming color every day When you win then I get paid Look up in the sky, I gotta go Somebody needs me to save the show Paid in full is the plan of action Even in my heels I got traction Leaping tall buildings in stilettos Gotta run the chase to get toast. Possible this never mm-hmm. far away. Today is New York, tomorrow Taipei. Riding that train, self-esteem. Warrior, come on, it's about to leave. Don't ever think you just don't let me. We fight together cause we all need. I got your back and you got mine. We sit together, we all shine. Freedom is here and told me to stay. She wrote was here to save the day. Freedom is here and told me to stay. She wrote is here to save the day. Yeah. Time to fly, let's get out of here. Time to ride, let's go. Your feel, let's go. Oh, let's go. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. You're a hero. She's a hero. Yeah. Miss Superhero, I need your help. There's a man. He's trying to steal my heart. Sorry, ladies, I cannot finish the song. I've got to go and save the day. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.